It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. joined by Jamie Lynch. We are not in our usual spot, Jamie. We're, we're virtual right now having this conversation. But I'm excited for us to be able to jump in and talk Phillies Braves series. How are things on your end as we are in a Saturday game day? Yeah, uh, I'll be back in studio for the post-game show, but my daughter was rudely born two years ago today, uh, so a little family birthday party got in the way here on NLDS Game 1 day, uh, but very much looking forward to getting into the studio with Tyler, watching the game today. I'm hyped up. I see Tyreek Bailey's already in the chat. He's hyped up. Cash for the ghosts. Everybody's fired up. It's uh, Look, Game 1 is huge in a series like this. Um the goal for me, uh, I'm just trying to be as rational as I can be because the Braves are so good. If you can just go down to Truist Park and split and come back home one and one, I think you've done your job and you've gained an advantage in the series. Yes. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. I see Randy. I agree with you. I don't know how we let a Braves fan comment first. Uh, we're not going to throw oh. the whole stream away, but we got to pick this up for sure. Um, but not only was your daughter born this weekend, but also Bryce and Scott was born today as well. So it's a birthday game day. There's a lot of good vibes. We will touch on those as the show goes on. There's a lot of good vibes leading into the Georgia, as you talk about at Truist Park. And uh, it's, it's time. We've been waiting for this. We've been talking about this Phillies-Braves matchup. Fish, they're out of here. And now we've got a Ranger Suarez-Spencer Strider start to the series, exactly as we expected, Jamie. Yeah, this is uh, this is huge. In Ranger, we trust today. Uh, you know, Aaron Nola did a great job. Uh, in game two of the wild card series, kind of setting this up for the Phillies so that Zach Wheeler can go on Monday on his normal rest. And then uh, on Wednesday, when it comes back to Citizens Bank Park, uh, you know, you're going to have an advantage when you have Aaron Nola going against either Elder or uh, Schwa Schwarber or whatever the hell his name is. Nobody cares. Uh, so, you know, look, Ranger has to go out today and compete 
and give the Phillies a chance. And, in history of baseball, but the Phillies since August 1st, have stayed neck and neck with them in terms of power and home runs. So this Phillies offense isn't easily intimidated. They can stay right there with the Braves. So Rangers just has to go out there, keep them in the game, give them a chance to compete. And, uh, you know, that's basically all it boils down to. And then it, and then it couldn't shake out in the Phillies favor in games two and three, especially if Max Freed's finger busts open again. <laughs> Jamie, I know the Braves fans have been talking about you making that comment uh, saying you wish, wish his finger would bust that blister or pop. Um, but yeah, we yeah. it is not how you start it, you finish. <laughs> I know that uh, we always have our lone Brave fan, John Blaze, in the chat. Everybody else, keep flooding the chat with positive Phillies vibes because. This is our this is our series. This is our series to win. I agree with you, Tim. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And the Braves have had obviously an incredible historic season, especially offensively. But it's playoff yeah. time. It's it, none of that matters at this point. It's about being the better team one game at a time, trying to win this best of five series. And I'm very optimistic heading into today's game um, as we get ready to get this Ranger Suarez start because Ranger Suarez got to start last year in game one. Also, we know how that series played out. Yeah, and, and, you know, I was kind of deep diving his numbers versus the Braves this year, uh, and he's done a relatively good job of keeping their power numbers down, which could be, you know, one of the keys to this series. Uh, you know, between most of the guys that he's seen, the, the, the max amount of times in games this year, he's seen Acuna, Albies, uh, D'Arnon, uh, Michael Harris, Matt Olson, Ozuna, and Austin Riley, like the heart of the Braves' power numbers, he's seen them between 13 and 16 times. And the only guys to go deep on them were Albies once, DR Known once, and Austin Riley once. So, you know, three home runs and that many at bats is good. He's keeping most of those guys in that, you know, relatively low 200s area, uh, except for Austin Riley, who's batting 375 against them. Uh, you know, their slugging is relatively low. And the the good part about Ranger is he doesn't really, and this is a jinx-free statement, mush-free, uh, don't don't judge me if this happens, but he, he does a really good job of hanging in games, even when he doesn't have his best stuff. He'll go out there and compete for you and, and keep the team in the game. So, you know, you always worry about that Braves power, uh, but Ranger seems to have done a pretty good job at keeping the Braves somewhat in check. Ranger definitely has done a good job. I mean, in his career, uh, one and two going uh, with a 2.92 ERA and seven regular season starts versus the Braves. He's definitely done a good job pitching against them. And overall this season, we've seen how he's progressed as the season went on. He had the ups and downs. He talked about the injuries, obviously, that he dealt with and how he was able to work through that and how he's been able to just get back and wants to make sure that he's working on his control. He's ready when his name is called. And today, his name gets called, and he's he's honored, as he was talking about, to have the opportunity to start off the series. There are a ton of different names that we talked about that could have gotten a start today. And Ranger was talking earlier this week about just how happy he is that 
he's been trusted with this opportunity to get the start for game one. And honestly, that confidence in itself that Rob Thompson has, that you know your entire team has for you to start things off the right way, definitely helps you get going on the mound, knowing that they're ready to have you back in the same spot, game one NLDS, again, back-to-back years, to really get you know the, the series rolling the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, Spencer Strider has been has been great this year, but the Phillies love Ranger Suarez. You know, they, I think they have a sense of confidence in him uh, because of what we talked about. It doesn't matter if he's coming out in an NLCS out of the bullpen or he's starting NLDS game one on the road. Uh, I think they seem to react well to Ranger. Uh, it's always interesting uh, to see how teams kind of support and react and, and play for different pitchers. And something in my mind says that the Phillies always just seem to be up on Rangers level and, and they know they're going to have a chance to be in every single game he's, he's pitching. So uh, I think the team's confident in whatever role Ranger comes out in. And, and as we talked about before, he's just an adorable guy and everybody seems to love him. So hopefully he can go out there today. Yeah. and, And get it done. We all love Ranger. Uh, let's get a let's go Phillies chat going, uh, chant going right now. I feel like I, I see it in the chat. We've got nothing to be nervous about. And let's go Phillies. Um, because <laughs> at the end of the day, this is exactly what we've been gearing up for. Ever since last year, ever since November 5th, 2022, we've been looking forward to these opportunities to get back to the postseason and, and show that it's, it was not a fluke to get to the World Series. This is a team that is ready to be consistently a top team year after year and for ranger suarez to get the start for ranger suarez to have this opportunity the guy that we all do love i mean i feel like everybody rallies around ranger and obviously his era and numbers dropped in the last games the last game of the regular season that he pitched yeah. nobody's worried about that we were all it was a hangover time at that point but it's it's ranger's time and uh i i agree i know he's someone greg you're saying he's adorable like we love ranger he's he's a guy that you rally around and for ranger suarez you know i've really just enjoyed hearing everything he's been saying his how positive how encouraged he is how confident he is because there's no nerves and i agree i think someone in the chat was saying i think it was you big mike that ranger's got ice in his veins and frost on yeah, those does. tips this your Suarez we're talking about, and he's ready for the postseason, and the Phillies are ready for the Braves. There's nothing for us to be nervous about. If anything, whose fans were the ones in the chats, in comments, on the X slash Twitter slash Facebook slash Instagram talking about receding and how are we playing the Phillies and fussing and whining? Not Phillies fans. It was Braves fans. Haven't seen a Phillies fan complain yet. We are thrilled with the opportunity. You want to be the best? You got to be the best, and that means going through Georgia – hopefully splitting this series coming back home to citizens bank park on wednesday at the very least splitting the series coming back on wednesday and no nerves because there's ice in everyone's veins i feel like right now yeah i mean it all the all the pressure is on the atlanta braves i mean plain and simple they're a two to one favorite on DraftKings and and you know other books out there uh they have a history dating back to the early 90s of first round exits uh, the 2019 Minnesota Twins led Major League Baseball in home runs as well, and they went out in the first round. Uh, it's a different ball game come October. Um, so not only can the Phillies go toe to toe with them with power now that Bryce and some of these guys got their power back, uh, but the regular season season doesn't mean shit anymore. I mean, pl- plain and plain and simple. We know about hundred win teams losing in the playoffs, and our high powered Phillies offense 
if it wasn't for the wind and Raul Abanez, uh, maybe it's a one, one game, but they couldn't even manufacture a run against Chris Carpenter. So, you know, regular season. And while you respect that Braves offense, it doesn't mean anything anymore. And, um, it's October baseball. Things are different. And, uh, the Phillies certainly aren't scared of them. The pressure is all on the Braves. And I think me, you, and everybody in the chat and online would agree the vibes with this team are, as Bill and Ted would say, most excellent right now. They are. And I love that in the chat we're talking about <laughs> not only doing the champ but getting the clapping going. That's we're we're locked in right now. It's playoff time, guys. We are locked in. <laughs> yes. Let's go, Phillies. <laughs> locked in because as you're talking about MDB, it always feels like an eye test. I MDBBF. <laughs> Um, you know, the Phillies are playing loose. Jamie, you just talked about that. There is no pressure on the Phillies compared to Braves. And I've been on teams and we've seen plenty of teams in sports history where you have a historic regular season. You're breaking records, home runs, 40-70 season, all these numbers that that we've been seeing from the Braves all season. And only adds pressure and puts a target on your back that opponents want to be the team that knocks you off. And we know this Phillies team always carries that underdog mentality. They're not afraid of anybody. That's why we all love them because they bring the the swagger, the confidence against anybody. And at this point, it's it's a 0-0 record. You know, nothing else matters. You have two home games in, in Atlanta at Truist Park. You have two home games back at Citizens Bank Park. Doesn't matter at this point. May the best may the best team win. So like your uh, meme that you posted on Twitter with the <laughs> bigger guy kicking the alligator. We're ready to yeah. come in and uh, chop down some Braves. Yeah, and, you know, Blooper, their stupid mascot, um, is already oh. having a meltdown online. Um, so not only are, you know, are we right there toe for toe with, uh, I see in the chat, uh, where was it, somebody, uh, Red Fox Tucker. Yeah, both teams have 107 home runs since August 1st, leading baseball. So not only can you go toe-to-toe with power with them, I, I believe you have a pitching advantage in this series. Uh, and, and number three, and maybe most importantly, the Fanatic, will body slam bloopers dumbass here in truest park wherever you want it's not even close bloopers bloopers a piece of garbage and he and he's tweeting through the tears online so uh screw blooper uh bloopers got bloopers i mean your name is literally blooper which is mistakes um but to see blooper having a breakdown Having a breakdown on social media, I was like, oh, wow, we're even getting to the mascot. Even Blooper is struggling. Spencer Stride is not mm-hmm. the only one scared of Philly fans. Blooper is too. Um, look, Tight yeah, even the mascot. The ACL. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it is it is the truth that, let's be honest, if the, if the Phillies were to lose this series, no one's looking at this as a bad loss because everyone's expecting that the Braves are going to win this. They're going to, everyone's expecting after last year, the Braves are not everyone as an us outside of the Philly world, possibly. Um, People are thinking that the Braves are going to look to get redemption and build off of their regular season. But as we talked about in our show on Thursday, the Phillies did have a strong, just as strong of an end of a season as the Braves did. It was the hole they dug themselves in. That was the difference where they were never able to catch the Braves for that number one spot. But this is a team that absolutely goes toe-to-toe. And our batting order alone, and then you look at the bullpen changes that we had down the stretch, the way Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler have been playing at the mound, bringing in Orion, the way Rangers pitching, you know, uh, Sanchez. 
as the season went on, we continued to get better. We're, we're, we've been trending in the right direction, which is why come playoff time, doesn't matter at all. Spencer Strider's going to get rocked in the second. Cash for the Ghost is saying, uh, we can take a look at Spencer Strider's numbers because Spencer Strider is not only scared of the fans, um, but Spencer Strider does have a good pitching number and stats, I guess, whatever, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But when you look at his starts against the Phillies, 4-0 in those starts, 26 innings pitched, that 2-4-2 ERA. 38 strikeouts, but in the last 30 days, we saw in 27 innings pitch, a 560 ERA for Spencer Strider. Um, and most importantly, as we look at the splits versus left-handed and right-handed hitters, he's got a stupid mustache. Left-handed, right-hand pitter, uh, pitter. Batter doesn't matter. He still has a stupid mustache. It's Spencer stupid mustache. Strider is his name. Um, and without a doubt, we are sick and tired of Spencer Strider whining and complaining about fans, whining and complaining about whatever else um, because unlike what the outside world might be thinking about the Braves, the Phillies aren't scared of Strider or anybody else on that roster and are ready to show that, that last year was no fluke. We can do it again this year. Yeah, Spencer looks like a guy that'd be strolling around Fishtown in a flannel shirt asking you where the where the uh, headiest brewery's at. Uh, not a guy that's going to be uh, exceeding expectations in the playoffs. Uh, but I saw somebody say in the chat, you know, that his ERA is a 4-2-5 um, over his last like 15 starts or something like that. The Braves rotation as a whole was leaking oil there uh, down the stretch. And look, it, it could be as simple as if Strider doesn't have his stuff tonight, they could be in trouble. And, you know, the Phillies have a superior bullpen. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but Spencer Strider is human. He has played well against the Phillies this year. Uh, but he also probably has some PTSD about this lineup in Citizens Bank Park last year. Um, so, you know, he was a young, you know, basically pup rookie last year. Now he's he's got another year under his belt. Does that translate to playoff success? I don't know. The Phillies weren't scared of him last year, so I like their odds to get to him again today. Yeah, those five runs that he gave up in the course of two and a third innings, game three last year, um, and Spencer Strider was not 100%, yada, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. Who cares? Um, who cares? As we also know, come playoff time, if I've always believed as a competitor, if you're on the field, if you're able to play, you're 100%. There's no excuse of how you're feeling, if you're sore, if you're if you're injured, it's the end of the season, everybody's feeling something. You know, nobody's coming into the postseason feeling completely 100%. So if you're unable to play, you don't, then don't step on the pitch, don't step on the diamond. But if you're able to go and you're able to take the mound, then at the end of it, that means to me that you're, you should not have a, a single excuse. Yeah, if you're in between the lines, you're fair game and you can catch these hands. So screw Spencer Strider, screw his mustache, and screw those stupid tight pants he wears. <laughs> well, if you want to buy some cool tight pants and, and gear, you can head over to FOCO to do that because they have much cooler stuff than those tight pants that Spencer Strider wears. They've got the overalls, the bobbleheads, the t-shirts, the any other apparel merchandise that you're looking to buy, FOCO is the place to go. Use that code PHOY for 10% off. And when you purchase and use those already great prices, you get another discount with that 10% off of FOCO. So again, code PHOY at FOCO. So you can buy some cool merchandise and gear, not the lame stuff that we see the Spencer Striders of the world wearing. It's FOCO. <laughs> yeah, All right, Jamie. I'm, we I'm oh, wearing yeah. a FOCO friendship bracelet right now. Boop. 
See, you're just a walking model for FOCO at this yeah, point. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Greg is saying, catch this forehead, Spencer Strider. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah listen let's let's continue to uh attack blooper let's continue to attack spencer strider because uh they're feeling the pressure right now and um we, we're happy to hear that they are feeling nervous it's there's you have every right to be nervous as we said we're not the ones nervous you should be the ones nervous um but i did see the pitcher power rankings come out and it was great to see that the the league posted their power rankings that was based on a group of league experts i don't know why we didn't get consulted in that though jamie i could have sworn we're experts but as we see our guy wheeling and dealing zach sitting at number one aaron nola number eight that stinking mustache is on not only is his name there but we see the stash is there too spencer strider at the number two spot and then blister freed at number 10. So uh, two of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball right now, including number one. Absolutely. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, when numbers. Aaron, when Aaron Nola is what we've seen the last three starts of him and basically four of the last five, uh, it's his best stretch so far of the, of the year uh, continuously. Uh, so when he's at that level, I mean, I, I, I truly believe the Phillies – are right there with the Braves as the best team in baseball. Uh, I saw Framber Valdez up there and uh, got a little uh, chill down my spine about about last year in the World Series because that guy was unhittable. Uh, but to have two of the you know top seven or so guys in baseball right now is uh, is advantage Phillies, and you know they they really are a complete team and playing their best ball. Uh, I'm sure Atlanta is going to cry, cry, cry about Major League Baseball not reseeding. And while I agree with them, um, I don't care because um, <laughs> they don't want to play the Phillies. I mean, let's just call it what it is. They they don't they would much rather see the Arizona Diamondbacks right now than the Philadelphia Phillies, um, and that's a shame. And that's why they started complaining after the Phillies closed out the series against Marlins. We didn't hear much from Atlanta prior to this and to me that's also a sign of just nerves and you're you're crapping your pants somewhere because you know you're going up against a really good Phillies team and you know there's a good chance you're not making it past the NLDS again but yeah it's it is definitely um great to see that when the question is asked who do you want on the mound in October the experts including us, even though we weren't included in that conversation, um, all feel like Zach Wheeler is the number one person. Obviously, we know we're not going to see Zach Wheeler getting the start today, but is on schedule to start uh, come game two. And Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola are absolutely pitching at, as the top pitchers across the league. So always great to see our guys getting recognized for their greatness because we see it regularly, daily. And uh, it's great to see that others around the league are, are seeing that as well. Yeah, and uh, I'm anxiously awaiting uh, the starting lineup today. It hasn't come out as of yet, um, but I am excited. I'm assuming, Renee, I, I think you agree with me that we're going to see uh, Brandon Marsh in left field today as opposed to Christian Pache because, you know, Strider is that righty and Marsh has, has done well against left-handed pitching so far this year. So, you know, I would expect the lineup to pretty much look the same. It looks like left field is going to be that rotating platoon position for the Phillies. Uh, depending on matchups. Uh, but Johan Rojas uh, is going to be your center fielder. Bryce will be at first. Schwarberg, keep the him the hell off the field, uh, will be your DH. And uh, we expect Marsh to probably get the start today. And, 
big spot for him because you, you know you talk about the vibes on this team and and game one of the wild card my wife even looked at me and was like doesn't that kind of suck for for marsh and i was like yeah but this team is like kind of different they they seem to love each other and brandon marsh was the first one up on the first row of the dugout celebrating everyone whipping the towel around uh so he could have a chance to to play a huge role today and defensively um the phillies aren't great by any means but when you have marsh or potche and rojas covering two-thirds of your outfield that's a pretty good advantage and, and bryson stott it, it you know not enough people talk about how great his defense is. I think he was sixth in baseball uh, in terms of like fielding percentage. Um, so you know one of the things with the Braves is if you keep their balls <laughs> in the ballpark, you you know you can a, a good defense can nullify some of their uh, offensive greatness for sure. You know, one of the benefits of us being in this virtual show right now is I don't have to look at Jamie's flip-flops and knees, but unfortunately, I still have to deal with the comments because he's still a 12-year-old boy, but that's okay. Um, I well, it's hard for me to say put the balls in the ballpark and not giggle a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, and, and MB, MBD yeah, did say Topper said in his presser, Marsh is starting and left. So, yes, uh, you know, that bottom of the order – has a lot of speed in it with Rojas and Marsh, and hopefully they can get on base and and get in uh, Spencer Strider's tight pants and and cause uh, a little bit of antsiness, and then Schwarber can uh, can clean that up. Maybe some ants in the pants for Stashy Strider. Well, as you talk about Brandon Marsh, I know last series we brought up our players to watch, and I picked Nick Castellanos. You picked Bryson. Hit a grand slam. Stop. We know how both of those picks, how those picks paid paid off in a big way. Tyler was, was correct as well, actually. Um, so we were, we were three for three with our, with our players to watch. So it is ironic as you bring up Brandon Martian, as you're talking about Julia, and yeah, I know, uh, Tyler. Big, Mike, <laughs> big Mike is saying this is the Martians series. Well, I agree. And that's why Brandon Marsh is actually my player to watch this series. Now against Spencer Strider specifically, how about these numbers? Four for 11, one home run, six strikeouts against Strider. And Brandon Marsh actually has been the only person that's been, that's active on this roster that's been hitting a 225 batting average against Spencer Strider. Against um, any type of situation where there's haven't been two strikes, he's got a 445 batting average as well. And only has had 65 at bats in the last 30 days. Obviously, his name has been in and out of the lineup. We look at those splits that he's had in those nine home runs, 44 RBIs, been in and out as we looked at that last series, of course, not getting the start. But I think this is absolutely Brandon Marsh's series. And I feel like for multiple reasons. One is it's the next man up mentality. This team has talked about specifically Brandon Marsh that when anybody is given the opportunity, they're going to step up. And that, as he said, at this point, you forget about yourself. It's about what's best for the team. Well, last series, him getting the start was not best for the team. This series, him getting the start is what's best for the team. And I think Brandon Marsh is going to be ready to deliver, not to mention, just as we talk about the way he's done well against Spencer Strider and Atlanta as a whole, um, Brandon Marsh, I think, hitting that 445 um, in his at-bats that don't get two strikes is a remarkable number. And I'm excited to see what Marsh can do. He's not someone that I think is going to, um, by any stretch, be the consistent heavy hitter, but I'm sure we're going to see Brandon Marsh come in and make a big play, whether it's in left field or knocking balls out of the park or whatever it is. I guarantee you he's going to find a way to help this team win this series. So Brandon Marsh, 
my guy. Give us the hair care routine too, by the way. Um, but Brandon <laughs> Marsh is definitely the person that I'm keeping an eye on for this series to be a difference maker. It's like an unsung hero, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Greg MC agrees with you. He says Marshy is always game. And the reason he's not an everyday player, player right now is more a credit to Johan Rojas and how great he's been uh, defensively. You know, we were there in game two in the wild card round. Uh, that dude makes warning track up against the wall out look routine. Um, so if it's not for that, Brandon Marsh is probably your starting center fielder and um, or left fielder and well, you figure it out otherwise. But Johan Rojas, credit to him for coming in and, and basically stealing a job this year. Um, yeah, my X factor of the series is uh, very surface level um, because sometimes baseball can be simple. It's Bryce Harper. Um, you know, he's shown a propensity over these last two, three years as a Philly to be one of the most clutch hitters in baseball. And he hasn't had a good year versus Strider so far, but sometimes when the stage is biggest, you need your best players to be your best players uh, versus Strider. So far this year, he's only three for 16. He's got that one home run in the three hits, uh, you know, six strikeouts versus right-handed pitching uh, on the whole, pretty good numbers uh, with runners in scoring position, really good numbers uh, and even better with two outs. Uh, so last year in the NLDS series, I mean, this man went out on an absolute tear. 261 average, seven home runs with 15 RBIs. Um, I don't think the Phillies are going to be able to overcome the Braves if Bryce Harper doesn't give you a Bryce Harper-like performance. And I have complete confidence that he's going to. Um, you know, he is your best player. He is your most clutch player. I think this team feeds off of his energy. He's one of those guys that's not your leader in the clubhouse because he's giving rah-rah speeches. He's your leader in the clubhouse because he's going first to home and playing like his hair's on fire and bedlam at the bank and so many other reasons. Um, so I think, you know, it's it's a simple one. Your best player has to be your best player to to beat a worthy Braves opponent. Yeah, it's a great point because I think each of our guys are, for Marsh and Harper, players to watch for different reasons. You know, I do feel like come playoff time, as you mentioned, you need your heavy hitters to be the ones that are making consistently making big plays. But then you always have, when you look back in postseason history, those moments where, you know, the a, a guy makes a big play that you're not expecting or, um, you know, gets gets that clutch out, you know. So I think Brandon Marsh and Bryce Harper definitely should be two players that we're going to be talking about. Of course, Rojas is easily someone that I was considering as well. Um, I know Cash was saying Rojas, baseball's life, definitely was considering <laughs> Rojas for the defensive side alone for what he can bring them, make the series even more, um, you know, just lights out with his presence in center field. But I know Tyler's got his player too, Jamie. Who's he got? Yeah, Tyler's going outside the box a little bit, and I agree with him. Uh, Rob's, uh, Rob Thompson is Tyler's X Factor in this series, and he pushed all the right buttons in the wild card series. Uh, you know, there were some times this year where I was like, Rob, come on, man, like, what are you doing? Uh, but overall, that clubhouse loves him. They seem to answer to him. Uh, he game one in those tight situations made all the right bullpen decisions, and the bullpen decisions come playoff time are are life or death. 
Uh, you know, I, I still think about Roger Mason and Mitch Williams and Jim Fergosi to this day, uh, nearly 30 years later. So, um, you know, Rob's got to be big. He's got to push the right buttons in the bullpen. I saw somebody in the chat. I think it's Chris Nevin. He said, uh, you know, do you do you pair Taiwan Walker to Ranger early if he's struggling? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Rob Thompson can have a huge effect on this series. Um, so I think it's a great answer from Tyler that Rob Thompson could be his X factor. Yeah, yeah, and I Greg, Greg MC in the chat. I'm also a no on Walker too. <laughs> Tyler always thinking outside of the box with his person to watch. Uh, not always a player in this case. It's it's Rob because it is as we talk about needing you know, the Bryce Harpers and Bryson Stotts to help deliver. You also need to be able to out coach your other opponent and out and strategies yeah. and tactics. It's, it's chess, not checkers. So Rob Thompson is definitely going to be um, huge in just making those decisions of when to pull the plug, who's next, what the bullpen rotation looks like. And we'll absolutely be expecting Rob to step up. I don't know either if I'm ready to see Taiwan Walker. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. You don't seem convinced. I'm good. I'd, I'd rather see Christopher Sanchez come out of the pen. I'd rather see, um, you know, Orion. I, I'd prefer to give that kid a shot right now uh, and see. So depending on the matchup, uh, you know, Sanchez uh, could be an interesting guy to keep an eye on this series and how they use him. And I did see Michael Lorenzen uh, was expected to be back on the roster as well. Um, so with it being a five-game series, they did bring Lorenzen back. I know people were not happy about him being left off of the roster for the Marlins series. But again, this team understands bigger picture, what needs to be done to make sure that they are being able to win games, close out series. And so now Lorenzen back in the mix and back on the roster for this uh, for this series. Now, as we talk about historic moments, there have been some incredibly historic moments as we're into October means postseason historic moments, iconic historic moments. And what's more iconic than 10 years ago uh, when we had in the, oh, actually, I guess it's, it's, wow, math, hello. That would have been math's hard. Don't, don't come to me to clean up the math, all right? This is on you. You're on an island here. I didn't, part of my contract said no math. Oh my God, that's so crazy. <laughs> math, guys, math. It was 13 years ago because it was in 2010, October 6th, 2010, if the, if the date's not ringing a bell yet, let me <laughs> ring the bell for you. Corey Halliday goes nine innings, an entire game, perfect game, doesn't give up a single, not only run, doesn't give up a hit, and makes an iconic, an iconic, iconic performance. Eight strikeouts in that game. Uh, it was Doctober time then, it is Doctober time now. And what made it better is that in that game, Roy was getting his first postseason start got the, the the green light from our buddy Charlie. And after having 320 career regular season starts, makes his first playoff start. And it was incredible. And I I know we saw it on our PHLY underscore Phillies Twitter that we posted about it. And it was so great to see people's responses to that moment in history because I know one person specifically that jumped out at me, Brian Nepp, I believe is how you say your last name, was sharing that he went to that game with his dad, still even has the ball to this day that um, is from that game with the actual, you know, uh, lettering, the day, everything, the matchup against the Reds. And he was like, it was such a special moment. And we last minute went, my dad and I, and we're glad we did. There were people that were saying they didn't go to that game and had planned to go to the game and decided to go to the next game. Um, but obviously after that, 
Doc was saying, you know, one game's not enough. We are absolutely not done yet. We've got more to do. They go on to close out that series against the Reds. We won't talk about what happened in the next series. But that no. moment in 2010, uh, yeah, it, it was historic. One of, the, one of the main historic moments that we've had this past weekend that has you feeling good going into this weekend. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully Doc is, uh, you know, looking down on them from above and can give somebody, you know, that first playoff game magic that he had. Uh, still hard to believe that, you know, first no. ever playoff no. game. And he goes out there and does that. I mean, unbelievable. Well, you want to talk about having some angels in our corner. We also can take it back 30 years ago to October 6th, 30 years ago in 1993. And that was the... Another moment. It was this time Kim Batiste that had the walk off, hit the ball to left field, game one at the vet against Atlanta. Kim Batiste hits a walk off. The Phillies win that one. It was four to three. They win the game. Um, and that was in a, in a big, a big moment for many reasons. Kim Batiste had actually made an error in the outfield in an inning earlier. And uh, as a member of that 93 National League Championship team, he unfortunately did pass away three years ago. You want to guess the date? Pretty much to uh, the day. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't give That's you a creepy. chance. Yes. Now, I, I don't have a Kim Batiste ball from that, from that team, but I do have a Mariano Duncan ball right here. So that, And then the guy on the other side we won't really talk about, um, but yes. I do have that team near and dear to my heart uh, right here on my desk. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully Kim Batiste as well can uh, can look down and, and give us some love from above. Yeah, I mean, I was just – I feel like we're, we got the, the, the vibes going, the historic moments. October 6th was a huge day for the – I got Bryce here with me, so that's always good. What's up? Not I'm, you. I'm the X-Factor this series. Hi. How's everybody doing? And, and, and guess what? I have some other friends here. Uh, hopefully that can uh, give us some help as well. Say hi to, to Whitey and Harry. I don't want to say hi, but hi. My, 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 my desk is, um, if you can't tell, uh, littered with Philly's paraphernalia. So there you go. Oh, Whitey man. and Harry. Come on, boys. Let's bring it home for Whitey and Harry. Yeah. <laughs> Renee, somebody in the chat said men grow up. They don't mature. <laughs> That's about all the Phillies. I'm trying to have again. There's, there's, there's always two sides to every coin. <laughs> I'm trying to have a serious moment as we're talking about Doc, as we're talking about Kim Batiste, who historically have <laughs> have um, those iconic moments. October sixth. Um, it, it's chilling. It's chilling. Even the fact that. Um, Kim Batiste passed away, unfortunately, three years ago, almost exactly to the day. And here we are now back in that same time frame, headed to the postseason, take it on the Braves. I'm being serious and deep. And then Jamie's over here being a child, as per usual. <laughs> MBDBDB, I'm going to try to say this as fast as I can. MBDBDBF said, reel it in, bud. Reel it in. Yeah, well, it's playoff day, you know, things get weird. Let's get weird. And speaking of getting weird, Renee, I know next week we're going to inform people how they can do it, but guess who's going to have more tickets to give away? We are Wednesday game tickets to give away. We're also going to have a tailgate going in the Jetro lot. So we're, we'll fill you guys in with all that information. Yeah, no, I'm not going to apologize for being weird because it's the playoffs and the Phillies are weird. 
I'm weird. Let's get weird and let's go down and beat the Braves today. There it is. There's the pep talk, guys. That's the pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. They're weird. We're all weird. Let's go be weird and beat the yeah. Braves. Bam. Whitey and Harry agree. Let's get weird. I think it's the entrance, though. I think it's the like the way you keep bringing them into the shot is definitely what's. <laughs> <laughs> why i'm far far away from jamie guys no i'm just kidding um <laughs> no it has been it has been great to see these iconic moments i also forgot the dates um i forgot that it was the same dates as we were you know as i was scrolling through twitter and looking at everything i also saw aj brown here's one more positive vibe for us aj brown of the eagles who as you guys may or may not know yep had opportunity to play in Major League Baseball, decided to just stick to, you know, just stick to the NFL, no big deal. Um, was also talking about Bryson Stott's Grand Slam a couple days ago and was saying how he wishes he was able to be out at center field anywhere on the field. But he said, I'd even go to center field just to be able to have a chance to play at Citizens Bank Park. So everyone knows how wild and exciting and fun and weird this group is and uh, wants to be a part of it. So that's why I bring all the weirdness, Jamie, bring all the weirdness. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of weirdos on this team. You don't have to look any further than, uh, you know, Garrett Stubbs, uh, the vibe guy on the team. And um, hopefully the vibes are good. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel fairly good until we get to our game predictions and then uh, probably going to let some people down. But yeah. uh, we, have a little, we have a little bit to get to before then. Renee, do you want to get to our best bets here? I do, but I first want to hit on the fact that, as you mentioned, if somebody missed it, we're going to be at the game on Wednesday at Citizens Bank Park tailgating. And if for anybody that did not get a chance to catch up with us last time we were tailgating, we're back. Hopefully, I think I might wear the overalls again. I don't know, Jamie. Um, I love this picture. Your face in the screenshot is hilarious, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Look a little, a little starstruck there. But we're going to be back Wednesday. The tailgate starts at 1.30 through 4.30. Let's get weird, Kyle Kairos, as you're saying. Let's crack some beer. Let's. We're going to be shotgunning beers, taking drinks, chugging Trulies, whatever it is that's our drink of choice that day. Having fun at Citizens Bank Park. The details of that are to come. Uh, we will be in Jetro lot, but we'll be sharing more around that. We will also be sharing more around um, a special surprise that we have that I think we should wait until the end to share, Jamie. Um, but if for any reason you guys don't have a chance to catch us at the tailgate, maybe you'll be one of the lucky people that had the chance, like the last game, to get somebody buying beer for you. I don't know if you guys heard, but last game at Citizens Bank Park, there was somebody that anonymously, and we still don't know to this day, that's the point of anonymous, um, bought an entire section beer, $4,500 worth of beer. And this was this was the image of it being handed out. We did see the video of um, you know everybody getting their beer, saying "Go Phillies," saying you know who bought this for us, you know saying is this something that always happens? This is Philly for you. Everybody that wants to talk about Philly fans as being awful people, and hey, there's my there's my comment too. Actually, by the way, um, yeah. everybody that wants to talk about how awful Philly fans are. Tell me the last time you saw a fan buy forty five hundred dollars worth of anything. For a section just because and then was anonymous didn't record themselves doing it didn't post themselves saying hey look at me buying for people that to me is what makes us so great in philly yeah that's absolutely wild i wish i was in that section apparently this anonymous person i think it was leslie goodell or something who first tweeted it out um said he routinely does this i believe she said he i should say they routinely do this also at eagles games 
Um, so this talk about vibes being great in the locker room and on the field. The vibes were great in section 103 with somebody giving out free beers. Yeah. $4,500 with a beer. Patrick O'Neill, I agree. That's a lot of money. Um, apparently, this guy wants to spend some money. If you're looking for somewhere to donate that money, I got some pockets that are empty. I got a bank account that's got some cobwebs. I can use it. There's my <laughs> The plug. human fund. People are being people. <laughs> All right, but <laughs> let's get in the best bets because maybe there's a chance for people to win some money and buy a beer for people. Who knows? Um, Jamie, what are your best bets for today that you're keeping an eye on? I'll let you go first. Yeah, uh, this one to me was just a, a cheap enough value to bet on it. Bryce Harper to get a hit is only minus 165. So if you lay 165 to win 100, all you need is Bryce to get one hit. I think that's going to happen. Um, he's my X factor, and I think he's going to do it. He's He shows up in the NLDS. So uh, I think you can count on him at least uh, getting a hit. Well, last time I went with total runs, and I'm thinking I'm going to do the same thing again today. Um, now, the over four and a half for the Braves is minus 130. Under four and a half for total runs is plus 100. I'm going to lead to the under happening for that one. Um, and then for the Phillies, over three and a half is minus 105. And the under three and a half is minus 125. And that actually semi-fits with what my predictions are for the game. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of different numbers that you can look at across that. Um, I also was interested in the Ranger Suarez, Spencer Strider strikeout numbers, which I think could be accurate if you wanted to take that over three and a half um, for Ranger at minus 105. Because, hey, I think Ranger could have a very big day today. We shall he see. could. We shall see. It's always on the table with Ranger. <laughs> All right. So we've got some predictions. Um, I'm, again, pretty interested to see um, how accurate we are in these. Actually, also, Tyler Zuli has his best bets as well. Before we move on, he's saying Matt Olson over one and a half total bases is what he's riding with today. Um, so Tyler Zuli sharing as always what he's what he thinks and always bringing someone different into the mix. Tyler always. Um, Jamie, we're feeling good. We talked about Doc. We talked about Kim. We talked about the Ranger getting the start. The Ranger. Ranger getting the start again after starting game one last year. A lot of things that are like full circle kismet moments. Um, how are you feeling on your game prediction? What is it? Uh, oh no. I, I don't like doing this. Um, I think they're going to split in Atlanta. I just don't think it's coming today. Um, I think Zach Wheeler is going to get the game for him in game. Let me just say this. If, if they prove me wrong and get the win today, they're winning this series. Okay. Uh, but I think the Braves are going to take it five to three today. I'm sorry. I hate myself. Boo! Boo this man! Boo! But Zach, but Zach Wheeler will get the game Game two. Yes, I know. That's That was gross to even say. Excuse me while I puke in my trash can. <laughs> I think you need to be subbed out for the bobblehead Bryce um, that you have, or the action figure, I think. Is it more of an action figure than a bobblehead? It's he's, a, he's a Funko. The bobbleheads are just Whitey and Harry. Okay. Okay. My bad. Well, you need to be subbed out can, for one of them. He can take over the rest of the show. <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie's saying, and I, it's listen, it, it's valid. 
it'd be great and fluffy of us to come in here and say the Phillies are going to win every game. It's going to be easy. They're going to sweep the Braves. We all feel like at some point the Braves are going to win a game this series. Um, I think it's going five. You yeah. think? Okay, I was going to say you think it's going to go five. Either either way, yeah, I think this has gone five games. I mean, I think these are the two best teams in baseball, and I think this is going to be a hard-fought series. I think the Phillies are going to win, but, um, yeah, I think it's going five games. Okay. Well, uh, Tyler is actually agreeing with you. He's saying he thinks that the Braves are going to win tonight 4-3, to three, um, which is weirdly the same score that it was in that 1993 game that the – He's won four to three in game one against the Braves. Tyler and Jamie both picking the Braves. Typically, I'm typically mm. we're on the same page, but not today. Um, I'm going to go with the Phillies. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Phillies winning game one. And here's why. I know somebody talked about the simulated games. I know Kevin McGalvin was telling us what the Braves have been doing to try to mimic um, a typical game routine of having like the sound and the announcers and the walk-up music and all the fake crowd and all that and the fans able to be there and that's cute that's fun but I do think that they're gonna it's gonna take them a game to kind of get back into a routine whereas I feel like it's a good it's a good point the, yeah yeah I feel like the Phillies coming off of two great home wins grand slams big moments standing ovations they're gonna ride that wave had two days off, going to ride that wave into today, win today off of like talent and just adrenaline from the last series. I do actually see that. I know I'm jumping ahead here, but to your point, I could see them dropping game two. So I think it's going to be a split Arian, coming out like of two. Harry why do you like it, like it? Stupid. You got them excited. <laughs> this is why I didn't go to the studio. Kyle Kairos is exactly why I didn't go to the studio. I needed a break from these guys, all the guys, <laughs> the bobblehead guys, Jamie, Tyler, because we're never on the same page. Uh, but no, I think it's has them fired up. <laughs> so fired up. So there it is. Jamie, there's your uh, prediction. 5-3 Atlanta. Ugh, I hate seeing that. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm going 6-4 Phillies. <laughs> but we still had the same margin of a two-run game. Yeah, they're going to be tight, and the bullpen is advantage Phillies, in my opinion, and uh, they're going to play a huge role in this series. So, you know, if a guy like Jeff Hoffman can still continue being that high-leverage guy and Jose Alvarado's got his swing and miss stuff, Kimbrel's going to be a heart attack every game. Um, but those other two are, are huge, and we'll see what your man Orion does, um, and hopefully, you know, he steps up and elevates his game, and I, I think the, the Phillies have an advantage there. I do feel like we're going to get some star standout performance from Orion um, if he takes the mound. I'm excited. I know he's a player that's been consistently the the guy to watch as like the underdog, you know, coming in when you need him, um, catching the, the league by storm. And as we talk about Doc and, and historic moments that have happened over the years, I think it could be teeing us up for Orion to have – I'm not going to say Captain Kirk's going to have a uh, the same type of performance as October 6, 2010, but um, definitely coming in and being able to have like a historic storybook type of performance against those annoying Braves. Randy is agreeing, saying six four though, and Chris is again saying one forty eight to seven. Duh, Phils. I hope so. That'd be a cool record to have: one hundred and forty eight runs in a in a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a like a football score almost with the what we've seen lately um okay so so i'm feeling good coming into today jamie you're feeling pretty meh i know i feel pretty good i just uh i think if the braves are going to take one down there it's game one because i really like this matchup in game two for the phils okay great point great points and so let us know what you think comment with your predictions and your thoughts also make sure you're giving us a follow at phly underscore phillies on twitter and then at phly underscore sports across all things social media because not only do we have the details of the tailgate dropping soon but we've also got details of what is it jamie ticket giveaway game three and lds <laughs> yes we have tickets coming your way game three as we return back to citizens bank park on wednesday we will have free tickets to give away if you think the price of the wild card tickets was expensive the numbers have only gone up for the nlds tickets so we are going to be posting the details on that that should drop in the next couple of days. So you have to stay tuned. I'm not going to tell you exactly what time or when. You just got to be following. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're also in Discord as a diehard because we always are dropping these updates in the Discord as well. First come, first serve. That way you're getting those in, that information right away. That's a perk of being in our Discord channel as you get all those updates too of shows or ticket giveaways or events. So make sure you're following us on social media, a part of our Discord as a diehard member, um, and staying up to date because... Not only are we talking good game, we're giving you guys some great opportunities to go check out the fills and cheer them on at Citizens Bank Park that you don't want to miss. Yeah, those tickets are going to be pricey. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that's where the, the guy that can buy $4,500 worth of beer can afford to go to a, a postseason game because that's the kind of money that you need. But if you are fortunate, you'll be winning those tickets in our giveaway and get to go for free 99 which is the price we always love to hear. So, Jamie, any last words before we wrap up and get ready for game one? Um, fuck the Braves. There it is. Short there and is. sweet. There it is. We are expecting the Phillies to kick the Braves like the man in the meme that Jamie posted, kicking over an alligator. It's time <laughs> to talk about it. We've been all September especially teeing up for this Phillies Braves matchup in the NLDS. We've had it circled on our calendar. We didn't want to overlook the Marlins, but we're past them. We fried the fish, and it's time to go beat the Braves. And game one, 607, coming up very soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget, we will have a post game show right back here. Um, be sure to bring all the excitement. Regardless what happens in game one, we will have a post game show. So beat the Braves, beat up Blooper, beat it all up because True it's time to win game one. <laughs> we'll see you guys back for more on PHLY Phillies podcast. Let's go Phillies! Woo! Go Phillies! Woo! <laughs> 